The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich Voss. Thank you, thank you, stop, stop, thank you, stop. It's good to be back here in uh, Indianapolis. I got my hair cut today. Uh, I think it, it came out all right. Uh, I'm pretty happy. But last time I was uh, in Indianapolis, I, I had my hair cut. Uh, I only get my hair cut in Indianapolis. Uh, <laughs> like no other place. Like I was in Baltimore last week and the other comic goes, you want to get your hair cut? And I go, no, I only do that in Indianapolis. Uh, and, and last time I was here, when I went to get my hair cut, I had a, a racial experience. And, and, and I'm not racist at all. I mean, I'm a Jew. I don't like Arabs. Uh, you know. I'll tell you that from the beginning. I'm not a big fan. I mean, I like hummus and falafel, but that's where I, you know, that's about it. But I technically don't like the people that make it. Uh, so, I, and I had this racial experience last time I, I, I was in town again. My, I went into a, a super cuts or a super clips because uh, I only get my hair cut in Indianapolis, and super has to be in the title of. Of a place. You know, if it was just clips, I would never go. But when it's super clips, you know it's the best clips of all the clips. Because it's the super clip. So I, I walk into uh, super clips, and the place is completely empty. There's no one there. And I look in the back, and I see two black female hairdressers. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and I go to turn to leave, and we made eye contact like, you know we see each other. <laughs> like, this is really eye-to-eye -eye shit right here. <laughs> and I didn't want to walk out, not, not that, I want, that I cared if they thought I was a racist. I just didn't want them to think I was, but I really didn't care. Do you understand what I'm saying? I just, it would have been really uncomfortable for everybody. I mean, I probably would have walked down, and they probably would have said, thank God that fucking white dude walked out, but, you know what I mean? And, and, and then I started thinking to myself, if I were to have heart surgery, if I would have heart surgery and the surgeon was black, it wouldn't even phase me. I'm going, he's probably saved hundreds of lives throughout his career. He's probably one of the best heart surgeons in the country. Or if I were to get on a plane and the pilot was black, I wouldn't give it a second thought. I would just go to my scene and, and, and think he's probably flown around the world for the last 20 years. But this is my hair. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I walked up to the girl, I go, excuse me, do you do heart surgery? 
And she said, no, I said, fuck, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> and I left. And then I went over to Super Clips. I'm from Jersey, and I, uh, I was in Portland a couple weeks ago. And I'm in Portland, I'm trying to talk about Superstorm Sandy that happened in Jersey. And they don't give a shit. And, and you know what? They're not supposed to give a shit because they live in Portland. I'm all the way across the country. I don't sit at home worrying about Portland. I don't go, oh, the sun hasn't shined in five years in Portland, you know. Or, oh my God, it's raining again in Portland because I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Like you guys here in Indiana, I'm sure you don't give a shit about what goes on in Ohio. If, if the stadium in Cleveland burned down, you go, oh, fuck, big thing. So, didn't happen here, you know what I mean? Because you really don't give a shit about anybody else's shit but your own shit. You get what I'm saying? You act like you do, but you don't. I don't give a shit about anything outside a 10-foot radius of me. 10 feet. Like if somebody came, if somebody came and, and left a baby on the ground and walked away, I would look over and go, mm. 12 feet away. <laughs> Outside my radius. Somebody pushes it three feet, maybe I'll pick it up. It's on its own. Because you don't give a shit. You act like you give a shit, but you don't. When there's a natural disaster, you're like, oh, mm. you pretend you give a shit. Like there was a big mudslide in Seattle last week. And, and people go, oh, oh, that's horrible. But deep down inside, you're thinking, why the fuck would they live under mud? You know what I mean? <laughs> Who the fuck puts her house at the bottom of a mudslide hill? Didn't you see the sign, mudslide area, when you moved in? You see what I'm saying? Why would you do that? There was the earthquake in Haiti or, or, the, or the typhoon in the Philippines. You're like, oh, well, that's horrible. And, and, and you send them like 30 or $40 just to relieve your conscience for whatever horrible act uh, you performed in the last month, you know. <laughs> something, you, you, like you probably got a hand job in a rest area from like some transvestite. And you're like, you know, you're trying to like block it out. Maybe it was a girl, maybe. You know what I mean? But you know deep down inside, when you grabbed her cock, it wasn't a girl. You knew. You knew it wasn't a girl. So, so you feel horrible. And, or, or like, you know, you're home and, and, and you're masturbating or something and, and for some reason, who knows why, you start fantasizing about like your grandma's best friend and you're like, why the fuck did she pop in my mind? She's not even that hot, I mean. So you send like 30 or 40 bucks to relieve your conscience. You see what I'm saying? But nobody was sending money, nobody was sending money to these places before the disasters. Nobody was sending Haiti money before the earthquake, and believe you me, they weren't doing that well before the earthquake, I mean. You know what I mean? No one, people weren't going, hey, guess where I'm going on vacation? Where? 
Haiti? Get the, you really? You're going to Haiti? You're going to, yeah. Why? Well, because we wanted to catch a disease and have our heads shrunken, and we figured that would be the best spot to go to. Like, if I said to my wife I was sending money to the Philippines before their typhoon, her first thought would be, I'm ordering a young boy online, okay? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I live in Jersey, and we had this big storm, Sandy, a little over a year ago, and they're still trying to rebuild, and, and, and they're promoting, you know, and they're campaigning throughout New Jersey with billboards and bumper stickers, and the campaign is pretty stupid, because you'll see billboards that say, New Jersey, stronger than the storm. I'm going, I, don't, I don't know what fight they were watching, but <laughs> it wasn't even, New Jersey got fucked up, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Like, if that, was, if that was a real fight, that was like Mike Tyson fighting Stephen Hawkins, you know what I mean? So, get up, bitch, get the fuck up! It, was, it wasn't even close. Now, I live in a townhouse community, right? And trees, trees were flying everywhere. Uh, you know, trees were going, you know what, fuck it, we're leaving with the storm. Uh, all of our electricity was cut off throughout the townhouse. Now, we're outside, like, bonding all the people that live there, and I don't really like to talk to my neighbors. You know, well, I mean, here's the thing, because, you see, I'm a homeowner, and some of them are renters, and I can't have them thinking, I'm a renter. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I'm at a whole nother level, you know what I mean? And I don't want them to think, oh, we're the same, because we're not. You know, and I can't come right out and say, look, I don't want to talk to you because I'm a homeowner. So I have to give little hints, like they'll see me in a parking lot and go, how you doing? And I'll go, well, I guess as, as well as you can for a guy who's thinking about refinancing. <laughs> and, and they'll stare at me like, what's he talking about? What is that? And, and I'll tell my six-year-old, I'll go, look, I don't want you playing with the renter kids because they have dirty faces and they'll steal your toys, okay? They're not good kids. Listen to me. If they touch you, you'll grow up to be ugly and fat. So, and you know how tough in life it is for a female to begin with. And if you're ugly, and it all starts with playing with renter kids, so... You know, I try to instill good values in my kid. So, like this summer, I'm going to bring up a motion at the pool. The renters have to sit in their own area. And like 10 minutes on the hour, the lifeguard blows a whistle, and they get to grab their dirty kids and jump in the pool. You know, and get out and not come behind our electrical fence. You know, I mean, we'll throw them food over the fence to watch them <laughs> scramble like the little scurry rats they are. And I'm sick of them talking to me. I'm sick of, you know what else I'm sick of? Fucking snow, snow, small talk. Look, it's been a bad winter, and I'm sick of snow, small talk. Like, you know, after a blizzard, I get calls. Have you seen all the snow outside? 
Well, no, not since we boarded up all of our windows and cut ties with the outside world. It's February, there's supposed to be snow outside. No one calls you in the spring. Have you seen the flowers? It's, it's beautiful, trees are blossoming everywhere. Yeah, it's the fucking spring, that's supposed to. No one calls you at 9 p.m. and go, it's dark out. No, at night, it really isn't, it's dark. I'm sick of it. In New Jersey, in Jersey, and they're, and they're a bunch, they're trying to pass this off. They're saying this winter is the 12th, 12th worst winter in history. The 12th worst. But they're going by snowfall, but they're deceiving people going, you know, this is the 12th worst winter. And if you go back into time, I'm sure there's people that would disagree. You know, that like if you talk to somebody that was living in 1929, they're, they're going to, you know what, we had a pretty bad winter in 1929. We had a, we had no food, uh, no shoes. Uh, my father and uncle jumped out of a window. We lost all of our money. Yeah, but you didn't have a lot of snow, did you? <laughs> yeah, we had no snow and I had no family. And they're, and they're saying it's the 12th worst, the 12th. I thought it was a top 10 list that nobody gives a shit about, even top, like top one list, that's all I give a fuck about. And that's if it's inside my 10 foot radius. Top 12, who gives a shit about the top? If you took 12th place in the Olympics, that means, that means five people in the stands beat you, okay? So now all of our electricity is cut off in our, in our townhouse community. So I'm outside bonding with my neighbors against my will, like, we'll get through this together. One hand washes the other, one for all, all for one type of shit. We're a team, you know, we're a team. And then for some reason I got my hands on a generator and I never talked to those fucking idiots again. I don't know you. I would sit with my shades up, pointing to my lights, going, yeah, me, I got them. And then I would point to them going, no, because you're a renter, and that's why. And you will live in the dark for the rest of your miserable life. That's how I feel. The mayor of New York during Hurricane Sandy, Bloomberg, that jackass, the week of the biggest hurricane in a hundred years, decided that week he wanted to run the New York Marathon. He said it would lift people's spirits. He said it would cheer them up. It would lift their spirits to run the marathon. And I was thinking back uh, to when my first wife left me. I was sitting home with no, no heat, no furniture, no phone and I'm so fucking miserable, and all I could think is, I need to see a guy from Kenya run by me. <laughs> like he's chasing a gazelle. Because <laughs> what else in life is gonna make you happier than that? <laughs> and our governor, uh, 
our Governor Christie, that buffet molester. <laughs> I heard, now this, this is off the record, but I, I, I know people. Uh, I heard he took one-fifth of the federal funding that he got from the uh, hurricane and, and bought pies. <laughs> he bought pies. He's big on pies. And you guys are lucky to live out here. You don't, you don't have really any natural disasters. What the fuck do you guys have out here? Tornadoes. Tornadoes? Ah, that's pussy shit. Uh, <laughs> Tornado, just run under a bridge. Isn't that what they say, run under a bridge? <laughs> When's the last tornado, ma'am, that you uh, encountered? Personally or? No. <laughs> Your cousin in Portland over the phone. <laughs> yeah, when someone says, when is the last thing you encountered? The key word would be you, and then that would make it personally. So you're saying, she's saying, if you can't hear her, if you don't know what she's saying, she's saying, there's tornadoes all the time. I mean, I've been here since Wednesday and I haven't seen one, okay? Although I spent a lot of time inside Supercuts. Uh, but I have not seen one tornado, but all the time. But, and now you're saying sometimes they won't affect you because it happened, like, down the block, right? No, I just want to get this straight. I'm not here to, to pick on you, okay? That's not what I'm about. I'm trying to think. I, listen, the bottom line is I don't give a shit about Indiana. I really don't. I'm just trying to, you know, see... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm trying to compare your natural disaster to ours. Like, when was your last twister? Like, was it bad enough? Did you see a lady pedaling a bicycle <laughs> with a dog in a basket on the back of her bike? I mean, was it that bad of a twister? Did you hear that music? Like, what's that? What's your name, ma'am? No, no. I, I, you're just, you're my go-to. What's that? This is Adam. All right, Con, what a snitch you are. All right, quit ratting on people. You fucking one day you get shanked in the yard. Fucking rat. <laughs> Calm down, Sammy the Bola. Let me talk to her. <laughs> Fucking snitch. This answer, so I can move on. When's the last twister? I mean, how bad was it? Bad. Bad? It was bad? 
I'm gonna move on. This lady looks a little cranky up there. What's that? You did well. I did well? Well, I didn't start the twister. Like, it's a nightmare to live in Jersey. We, we're the second highest taxed state in the country. Like, everything. Sure. My, I know you don't give a shit. And, and you know what? Sometimes you gotta know when you got knocked the fuck out. That was a knockout blow right there. There's no coming back. I just gotta get a rematch somewhere a little later in the show. She said, we don't give a shit. And you're not supposed to, thank you. It's, it's horrible to live in Jersey. I'd move here if people weren't so mean. <laughs> yeah, everything's so expensive. My wife and I just bought a life insurance policy on each other, and I lay in bed every night just staring at the ceiling, and I'll look at her and see like a brand new Porsche, and... <laughs> You know, it, it, it's weird, like, when we first got married, you know, it was quite romantic, you know. She would say stuff like, draw me a bath, and I'd fill the water, nice hot water with, with suds and bubbles in it, you know, and you could see the steam rising, and I would, I would put candles and incense around the tub and some magazines for her, you know, and that's when we first got married. And now, she'll say, draw me, the, draw me a bath, and, you know, I'll just fill the tub with whatever the fuck, you know. No bubbles. And I'll put like a radio and a blender around. You know, one of those mirrors that make you look bigger than you are. Some razor blades. Seen from the Godfather. It's a nightmare to live in Jersey. Uh, you guys don't even have, to I haven't seen any tolls in Indiana. I, we got tolls everywhere. I drove three exits, three exits on the Jersey Turnpike, and it was $7. So if you drive a whole New Jersey Turnpike, when you get to the end, you have to give them your car. And, <laughs> and there better be pies in the trunk. Because there's no toll booth, just the governor stands there. <laughs> the tunnels, the tunnels into New York City from New Jersey, and from, there's tunnels in the bridge that gets you into New York. Uh, they used to be $8 to get into, which is a lot of money, eight bucks. They raised it from eight to $13. <laughs> Like, not to, like at the meeting, someone probably said, how about 10? And they were like, nah, no more even numbers. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> or how about 12? Nah, not too many sixes in that. 13. 
13 fucking dollars to go through the tunnel. And you go through, they don't wash your car. They didn't throw that in. <laughs> Give you an apple, nothing. They raised their price over 50%. No other business on this planet could raise their price over 50% and stay in business. That would be impossible. If you went into a, a restaurant or a clothing store and the next day went in there and the prices were 50% higher, you'd walk out. You would never just go back. Like, what's your name, sir? John. John. Say, say where you get your haircut. Say they raised the price to $6, right? <laughs> you see what You're like, bullshit. It's all bullshit. Big business, everything is just, this is my guess. If you're not worth four or five million dollars, you're just fucking insignificant. Nobody gives a shit. They really don't. They put you on hold, nobody talks to you. They don't care about you, they don't. Like I was in Bank of America a couple of weeks ago, which they're, they're fucking frauds, Bank of America. It's one, they're not in every state in this country, but yet they're arrogant enough to say Bank of America. Really? How about bank in some of America? How about that? Okay. I went in there a couple weeks ago. I went to deposit a check, deposit a check, and they asked me for ID. They asked me for ID. I go, are you telling me other people are trying to put money in my account? And you're telling them no? On me, it's me. I made a large deposit. So the supervisor came up to me and said, I have good news for you. I said, did Israel attack Iran? She said, no. I said, was my wife hit by a bus? I go, I go what's the good news, Cookie? I called her Cookie because I made a large deposit. That's how I talk. I go, what do you got for me, toots? Go, what do you she said, after this deposit, you are now a platinum member at Bank of America. And I'm not trying to talk down to you guys, even though I'm at a whole nother level. <laughs> I said, I said to her, well, what is that entitled now that I'm a platinum member? She said, we raise your interest rate. She was excited. I go, to what? I said, what are you raising to? She said, point, that's what she lost me. Uh, she said, point 0.45%. Point I go, do the platinum members get towels? Because I think I just came all over my leg, okay? Is, is there a platinum member cum cleaner? Point 0.45%. When, when my six-year-old was born, when my six-year-old was born, I put $5,000 into her college fund. By the time she goes to college, she'll have $5,012. Unless she goes through the Lincoln Tunnel, then she'll only have $4,999. That, that was a math show, because a lot of people have been coming up to me lately going, you don't do enough math material. And I, you know, we like to hear more math, uh, you know, so.
I put that little math bit together for the, you know, the math people. Big business, it's a fucking nightmare. I hate them all. The airlines, they're the second biggest pieces of shit next to the banks. United Airlines took away the pretzels. The pretzels. Some CEO that probably makes 10 million a year sat in the boardroom going, you know what's gonna turn this around? You know those four stale pretzels? Fuck them, no more. No more of those fucking pretzel mongers flying on our airline for free pretzels. Fucking let them go to Annie Mames or wherever they sell those fucking pretzels. No more pretzels here. And I didn't mind. I didn't mind when they took away the blankets that had three weeks of other people's DNA on them. Those goddamn, listen to me. If you ever, ever commit a murder and want to get away with it, just shake an airline blanket over the dead body. <laughs> or those disgusting pillows. I mean, the pillows they took away, I would, those were just as disgusting as, I would never stick my head on one of those pillows. I'm telling you, I'm a Jew, I'd rather stick my head in a Lebanese tent wearing a yarmulke, okay? <laughs> Hold on, I'm reading these. I'm, hold on, I just put a piece of Nicorette gum in my mouth. It's just the best stuff. It's good. You know what I'm saying? You got your shorts and... <laughs> like, it's almost like a creepy Boy Scout look you got there. And your T-shirt, is, is this your good Saturday night outfit? Can you go to your wife before? Honey, wear the shorts where my balls hang out. You know, the ones that I wear to creep kids out with. All right, let me get back to my dog and pony show. Well, I was talking about the airlines. Car companies, they're the fucking worst, too. They're all horrible. Everything is horrible. My car company called me on Monday and said, we're recalling your car, the battery cable's defective. So they called me Monday, I said, okay, I'll bring it in Wednesday. They said, oh, we're booked up to the end of April. I go, you called me, okay? I never thought about my battery cable, it's outside my 10-foot radius, I don't give a fuck. I swear to God, and the lady said, I just wanted you to be aware of it. Well, thank you for adding a little more stress and anxiety in my life. Every time I start my car now, I feel like De Niro at the end of Casino. <laughs> Why do we bail out the car companies? Why do we bail them out? Everybody you know owns a car. Some people have two cars. Everywhere you go, you see nothing but cars. You ever sit in rush hour traffic? There's nothing but a sea of cars. When you walk out of this club tonight, there's about 10 or 15 parking lots full of cars. How do they not make money when everybody's buying their product? How does this happen? I don't know one person, not one person that's bought a flute, okay? And the flute business is flourishing. 
You see what I'm saying? Can you imagine if you played flute in the 1700s, how much pussy you got? <laughs> flute players were fucking broads right and left. And they said, who did they compete with? A guy on a horse with a couple lanterns? <laughs> Thank you to the people that laughed at that. Because <laughs> that's extremely funny, but not if you're just a renter. <laughs> Renters don't get that joke. The people that laughed are homeowners on that one. And probably platinum members, too. My house burned down a couple of years ago. You don't give a shit. It's a true story. I was in California working in Sacramento at the time. So my wife calls and she says, I smell smoke. So I said, go on the internet and see if there's a fire in town. Because like, I, I have a lot of profiling skills as a profiler because I read all of uh, John Douglas's books who started profiling for the FBI. And I, and I watched like, pretty much every episode of Law and Order, so I know like a lot about profile. Like, if I were to walk into a room and see a dead body, I would go, don't touch it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just some of the stuff I've learned. Like, if I were to lift a dumpster and saw just a head in it, I would go, foul play. Uh, <laughs> these are some of the things I learned in, you know, uh, from, from profiling throughout my career. And so I said to my wife, go online and see if you sell, if there's a big fire in town and know where the smoke's come from. And then she called me an hour later and said, our, our place is burning. I said, well, you didn't tell me you smelt the smoke in the fucking house. Because she's not, she doesn't have profiling skills because she doesn't watch shows. Uh, sh she watches the, the housewife shows, so she's good at talking behind other girls' backs. <laughs> like, I'm the profiler, and she's the two-faced. So, our, I had to fly back from uh, Sacramento that Friday night and lose my weekend at work, which I don't know why I flew back. Because I got there and goes, yeah, looked, looks burnt to me. Uh, you know what I mean? I could have waited till Monday. So now I get back. The fire started on our balcony, but it was determined undetermined. Now the detective starts questioning me, but he doesn't know my background in profiling work. Like, we're almost in the same career just that you have the paperwork to prove it, you know, you know, to show me a little respect. And he starts questioning me, and, and now I, he's like really good. And I'm starting to think, maybe I did do this. I mean, I'm only 3,000 miles away, but I, I think I did it. And then the insurance companies, the insurance companies started questioning me because they don't want to pay out. They want to see if there's like a faulty appliance or someone is 
you know, negligent, but it was determined undetermined. So they're asking me questions like, well, did you have a grill on your balcony? And I said, we're not allowed to grill on our balcony, but if there was a grill, don't you think it would have still been on the balcony? Do you think maybe it would have melted away to completely nothing? What do you think? Do you think during the fire, my wife yelled to the fireman, hold on, let me get that grill out of there? Okay, so quite obviously there was no fucking grill. Then he asked me, did you have a coffee pot on your balcony? I go, why the fuck would we make coffee? What the? Yeah, we sat in two bathtubs and made coffee and pretend we were in a Cialis commercial. Okay? Drinking coffee in bathtubs overlooking our parking lot in our dumb townhouse. It doesn't get any better than this, honey, does it? And then he asked, what was your four-year-old doing at the time? Well, it was Friday, so she was probably in the meth lab. That's probably where it started. In the meth lab while she was grilling in between cups of coffee. And the problem in this country is people are fucking greedy. People want more than they deserve and insurance companies don't want to pay you what you do deserve. Okay, everybody's out for more than they're supposed to. And I'm, even though I'm an asshole, at least to some people, <laughs> even though I'm an ass, I'm fucking honest. That's one thing in life is I'm honest, okay? And I just want what's, what's owed to me. I mean, you know, I filled out the paperwork. I'm not trying to be greedy. Look, I had some, some clothes, some appliances, you know. Uh, I had a Monet and a Warhol, uh, you know, a Honus Wagner card, 1943 copper penny, just the stuff I owned. I went to Kohl's today. I fucking love Kohl's. You could be in the back of the store at Kohl's and have an item that costs $100, and by the time you get to the register, that, that shit's free. I don't, I, I, I don't know how Kohl's, Kohl's has such low self-esteem. They give you coupons to other clothing stores when you check out. Thank you, thank you for coming to Kohl's. God bless you. Thank you. I also love Walmart. Fucking Walmart's my, I, I go to Walmart when I'm feeling horrible, and I walk around and I point, I go, at least I'm not him. Right? And I pray I don't see anybody pointing back at me. I'm so sick of people that trash Walmart. You know, fucking, they put the mom and pop stores out of business. Tough shit. They didn't keep up with the fucking program, okay? Huh? You haven't seen Kodak around, have you? Huh? Huh? Anybody have a fax machine? It's done. You don't keep up with it, you're gone, all right? Did the mom and pop stores let you park your RV in their backyard? No. 
Could you go to a mom and pop store at two in the morning, buy fucking golf balls, mustard, and a chainsaw? No. That's why they're gone. Walmart is a sea of mutants. Listen to me. You're a sea of mutants. But every now and then you'll see a real hot girl in Walmart, and I'm sure a female will see a hot dude. I'm just speaking from my perspective. I'll see like a real hot girl in Walmart. I'm going, whoa, what the fuck is she? You know what I mean? But there's always like one little thing wrong with her. Like, like she walks like she has a wooden leg, you know? But she doesn't have a wooden leg. When she was a kid, she probably got a splinter and her family didn't do anything about it because they were renters, so. So her leg just died and now she drags this fucking rubber band spaghetti leg around, you know? And she's so hot and you're trying to fuck her and her dead leg keeps falling, falling off the side of the bed and it's distracting and you're like, can you please lift your dead puppet leg back on the bed? Jab a fork through it, stick it to the bed. The fucking thing is throwing my shit off. Okay? Just do something, tie that shit down. Or you'll see a real hot girl in Walmart and then she'll turn her face and her eyelid will have like, just her eyelid will have like too much extra skin in it. Like when it's closed, it looks like a bunched up curtain. But she's so hot and, and you're trying to fuck her and you keep looking at her. And, you, and all you can think is, can you please keep your Forrest Whitaker eye open? Can you take a piece of scotch tape and tape up your fucking eyelid? See, you're, this lady's mad. You look mad. Fuck it, there's nothing wrong. You got good eyes. I'm sure you don't have a dead leg. What the fuck? And you take a girl out from Walmart they appreciate shit. You can't take your girl out from Saks or Barney's. They want you to buy them. Get me a Michael Kors. Fuck that jackass, that insignificant douchebag was fucking living in, in obscurity until Project Runway hired him. I know a little too much about that. <laughs> You take a girl out from Walmart, she's calling her friends. He took me to Red Lobster. It wasn't even a holiday. This guy, this guy loves me. He loves me. You know when he slept over the next morning, he said goodbye to four of my seven kids. I got three kids. Raina, my six-year-old, she is a trip, man. She is a trip. I spoiled the shit out of her. We were in CVS a couple weeks ago, 
Right now we're in CVS, and I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack. I was between an anxiety attack and a panic attack. So I was there getting my uh, clonzapin or whatever the fuck it's called. And what's it, what is it? Clonzapin. Cl thank you. Thank you. Anxiety pill. That's what I just said. I had anxiety. Shut up and find the twister. I know where it is. Go ahead. Get in the middle of it. Do you get anxiety too, ma'am? Yes. Oh. Yes. Obviously, they don't calm you down. Yes, they do. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, relax. Maybe you forgot to take one tonight. You did? All right. Do your anxiety pills come with a fucking muzzle? Shut up, I'm trying to get through this. Fucking yapping ass. They're a lifesaver. Okay, thank you. Let me move on. But thank you. So I'm in CVS in the middle of a major anxiety attack. It was taxes and getting sued from our fire. And that's a whole nother story. Uh, you know, we have this movie we're trying to sell. I mean, I'm fucking, and my daughter's in the store and she's like, Daddy, get me this toy. And I'm like, Raina, not now. I'm having an anxiety attack. And if you want to know why, it's because of you. Uh, okay, you don't understand this, but I walked into this store as your dad. If I walked into this store as your grandfather, I wouldn't have this anxiety. But I walked in as your father. You don't realize this now, but when you're graduating high school and they wheel me in, as they're wiping drool off my chin, then you'll know why the fuck. So please, just take a walk. So she starts crying. She starts crying. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Then we get in the car and she's crying. This is true. And we get home and she's crying. And I said to her, I go, why are you even crying? You're not gonna remember why you were crying. And she yells at me, how can you forget an emotion? Coke, alcohol, eBay, gambling, food, haircuts. If you have a four or five or a six year old and you're in a rush to get out of the house, don't ever say, go get ready, we're in a rush. Because that's a three hour delay. So sometimes my wife or I have to get her ready. A month ago, I'm getting her dressed. I'm pulling out her clothing. I pull out her Dora underwear. I said, wear these, they're really, they're really cute. Wear these, they're cute. I put on her pants, her shirt, her coat, we left the house, no big deal. I was dropping off at school last week and the teacher said, Rainy, you look pretty today. She said, I'm wearing daddy's favorite underwear. 
like, I don't even know this kid. I'm the driver. Their father's a platinum member and a homeowner. I travel all over the country. All, I used to travel around the world, but I don't do that anymore. I don't go into other countries as a Jew. It's just not safe. Uh, and I've been all over, and it's all the same to me. I'm not bullshitting. It's people are people. I play golf. I go to golf. They got sinkholes now. This dude fell in a sinkhole. And I'm like, where the fuck did sinkholes come from to begin with? How unlucky. How much does God hate you when you fall into the center of the earth? Like, how fucking bad? Am I really in the middle of the earth? This guy fell in a sinkhole on a golf course. Right? And all he could think is, I can't get my fucking ball in a hole. But my body, I have no problem. So everywhere is everywhere to me. It's all, the, but this is no bullshit. If you're from there, maybe I just got the wrong impression. But I was in Kentucky, and it was kind of like horrible. I don't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, believe me, I'm not smart at, at all. I mean, I have a 141 IQ off the internet. Uh, another site was a little lower, but. I went to like a gas station, like a Sheets or whatever, one of those big super gas stations. And I was a little hungry. I was just gonna get a snack and a drink. And I walk in, I see a deli inside this gas station. And it looked pretty nice. It was a nice, so, and I, I'm try, I try to eat healthy. So I walked up to the lady and, and I said to her, I said, excuse me, can I have a, a turkey and Swiss on a whole wheat sub? Can you scoop the bread? And she looked at me like I asked her to explain Einstein's theory on relativity. She said, what'd you say? I said, can you scoop the bread? And she said, I don't think I heard you correctly. So what I think she heard me say was, can you put AIDS on the sandwich? Because then she said to me, uh, it's against policy to put AIDS on the sandwich. And I said, well, I just want a little AIDS because I'm trying to eat healthy. Can you just sprinkle a little AIDS on the sandwich? And she said, no, it's against policy. I said, well, can you hand me the sandwich because I have some extra AIDS in my pocket and I'll put it on myself. She said, no, that's against policy. I go, you're really big on fucking policy. You can't hand me the sandwich? I'm buying the fucking sandwich in, in two minutes. It's going to be mine. I'm going to own it. Can I just touch it? No. It's against policy. I go, if you ever wonder why you're making fucking sandwiches in a gas station, because you can't make executive decisions. When the goddamn consumer wants to sprinkle eggs on his fucking sandwich. Then you know she went home that night to her family. You know, she's trying to explain between breaths from her oxygen mask. Uh, listen to me. He wanted a sandwich on bread, but he didn't want bread. Listen to me. Frank, listen. He wanted bread with no bread. He said, give me bread, but no bread. Uh, yup, he was a Jew, yeah. That's how they are. All right, let me wrap it up with this.
Here's the deal when it comes to sex. Here's the deal. We've all done some weird shit. You just gotta know where to draw the line. It's like anything in life. Alcoholism, drug addiction, you could be a social drinker, but once you cross that fine line into addiction, there's no turning back. There's always a fine line. Same with sex, there's a fine line. You could do some weird shit, but look, every now and then, everybody likes a little something in their ass, okay? <laughs> you know, a finger, a pencil, you know, during a birthday or an anniversary. You know, something to make you aware of who's behind you in bed. Like, like, oh shit, I forgot it was my birthday. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday. Whoa, you know, I'm not talking a peanut butter jar. I'm just saying something, something to open your eyes. Like, whoa. This is a true story. This is a true story. This dude, it's always a guy that does creepy shit too. This guy, this dude put a live, listen to me, a live eel in his ass. A lot, that's, that's crossing the line. That's the fucking line. He put a live eel in his ass, this is, and it got stuck up in his ass. And, and lodged in there, and he couldn't get it out, and he had to go to the hospital. He had to go to the hospital, which has to be the most embarrassing moment in anybody's life. You can't live that down. And I'm thinking, if that was me, before I went to the hospital, I would have to break my wrist first. And when I got to the hospital, I go, look, while I'm here, can you check to see if there's a live eel in my ass? I mean, the main reason I'm here obviously is because of my wrist. But I was at the bus stop the other day my battery cable's fucked up. And I'm at the bus stop and I'm thinking, did a, did a live eel? Did a live eel just crawl in my... See, I'm, I'm, I'm very cautious in life. I really am. I know everything that's going on around me. I'm cautious and I'm thinking, if I'm gonna put a live eel in my ass, I'm gonna have to tie a string to the end of it. Right, as a safety net. And say it gets stuck in your ass, all you gotta do is tie it to your doorknob and pretend it's a loose tooth. You guys are great, thank you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires.
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.